You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Celtics Stuff Live with your hosts, Justin Poulin and John Duke. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. That's John. He watched the last two games. This is Justin. I did not. No frustration for this guy. See how upbeat I am? You know how negative I get after a couple of losses in a row, John. But I don't want to make it sound like I'm proud, but I actually am kind of happy that I didn't because the Indiana one, I couldn't watch either of them live. But the Indiana one, I was like, eh, let down game before the big matchup. You know, I'll be able to watch the the 76ers play the Celtics, but I'll just have to watch it a little bit delayed that night or or the next day on Friday. And then I see how disappointed the fan base was with the way that whole game went until the end. And I just decided to save myself the disappointment. So good call or bad call? First two games I've missed all year, by the way. You know, I think that in in the moment, I was very disappointed with both losses. I think with a little bit of perspective of having five days off, I'm not as disappointed with how the Celtics played. Uh, The fourth quarter against five games off, right? Yeah, totally weird. It's really strange, and and in fact, you know, there's really the schedule is really pretty light. Uh, here until uh, we get to the first of the year, and then things start to pick up quite a bit the first couple Thank weeks. Thank goodness, because nobody can get healthy. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is necessary. I mean, Smart's thing is a weird thing, and it's, you know, and, and you know, Tatum's got a sinus infection. I mean, you know, I, I think almost everybody has, has a sinus infection these days. Uh, this I was going to say, it's not just the Celtics. Like, everybody across the league is getting pounded. With the injury bug, and the irony of it is that the NBA is trying to space these games out. Like you and I talked about, they didn't really space it out. There's still lots of back-to-backs, and then you run into a stretch like this with five days off, and it almost seems like too little, too late. Yeah, well, it's I, I think I think that the Celtics really paid the price. I think they were run down. I think that they had, though, you know, they had some time over the last couple of weeks. I think that they looked like a tired team uh, against Indiana. Part of it is that they're so top heavy, right? I mean, this is a team that's really relying upon those top five guys 
of Smart, Brown, Tatum, Kemba, and Hayward, you know, and those guys are what makes the Celtics go. And so if they don't, you know, if you're missing one of those guys, you know, you've, everyone's got to pick up a little bit. And, and unfortunately, I think that that just, that's worn a little bit on those, on those remaining players who aren't Marcus Smart. And I think, you know, particularly in that game against Indiana, I thought they could have used a spark. Um, who would do that? Oh, yeah, Marcus Smart. I felt like Philly needed a spark. You know, against Philly, they needed a spark. And similarly, it wasn't there. And unfortunately, they, they were missing And Marcus. they needed a big man. And Smart's just the kind of player who can rotate around and, and mix that in and still bring that spark, like you said, that energy off the bench. Um, I didn't, again, who am I to talk? I didn't see the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't see True. the game, but but I but I can feel where yeah. that game went, and I can tell you, Marcus Smart is a big man for the Celtics. We've seen it all year long, and I just want him to play one matchup against Philly at full strength and totally polished. And I know it's a difficult matchup. I know everybody has been totally spun out, and ironically, that game was coinciding with the beginning of the trade. Uh, the trade season opening up. I mean, I realize it wasn't day for day match, but within a couple of days, trade season opens up. Everybody's talking about it. We already got going before that with do the Celtics need a big man. And I honestly think we just need to chill out a little bit. And you can even see the tweets now saying, you know, if the, if Steven Adams were to become available in trade, the Celtics would be a match. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. They'd have to give up too much in terms of salaries, you know, and, and it's just not worth it. It doesn't put them over the top. They're not, they're not that close this year if you add Steven Adams, if they weren't already close without him. That's my opinion. I, I don't think that, I think that in the, in the aftermath of the game against Philly in particular, I mean, Embiid went off, but his, his production was also matched by Cantor and Tice, actually. So the issue for the Celtics really wasn't that they couldn't match. It was the guard play. It It was, was they weren't getting enough from Jalen. They weren't getting enough from Tatum. They weren't getting enough from, uh, you know, those two guys. And because of that, and And even Kemba, just Kemba only had a good first half, right? But in the second half, you know, he was carrying them in the first half and then they basically locked in on him and the other guys didn't pick it up and they, they should have. I mean, I didn't have to watch the game to know that that was the case just from reading everything afterwards. It's, it's, right. It just allowed – it made the Celtics offense so one-dimensional that it allowed Philly to lock in on Kemba, and the other guys weren't able to pick it up. And and I and hilariously, because literally a week before that, we were talking about how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were emerging as superstars and all-star consideration. And this is the team when you talk about – youthful development and building from the draft and, and, uh, and taking your, your team to the next level through those mechanisms, which I absolutely love. And you and I have talked about it on the show so many times. This is how I wanted it done. How funny that they couldn't match up after two years ago, nearly year and a half ago in the postseason. you know, Tatum and Brown really made Philly almost look foolish in the postseason. The difference was they had an Al Horford in the middle, right? That was, that's what they're missing. They're missing that 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 piece. And, and I think that production-wise, as I said, they got that against Philly. I'm still concerned, I, and I still think 
the issues for this Celtics team really are how many reliable players do they have beyond those five? And, the, and it's, it's a small number. And while Brad Wanamaker has had a, you know, really had a great month of November, uh, started a month of December, can he continue doing that? And, and how they really need more than just one guy a night or two guys a night to step forward on that bench. So then you look at, you know, maybe the move isn't necessarily a big guy, but it feels to me like if this is a Celtics team that wants to go into the playoffs, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to make a move uh, positive, you know, for the for to add something to this bench so that every night they aren't so reliant on five players. It's not so much they're relying on all five having 20 points. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that the drop-off from them to the next player forces Brad to perhaps play a little bit more, perhaps have to play a little bit harder. And I don't think that that's probably in the long-term best interest of, of anyone. And are those younger players able to, to kind of rise up as they need to? They seem to be doing well in Maine, and that's great. That's really where they should be uh, and, and kind of learning the NBA game. They're just not there. It's going to have to be an inexpensive big on a rookie scale deal because it doesn't make sense to trade anybody else on the roster because there isn't a difference maker that really is available. So you're already going to be gambling draft picks. Hopefully you can give up the other two and not the Memphis pick that are on the horizon here for next season. If you can do that and package it with some young players and maybe do a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah, sure. I'd look at that. I just don't even know who the target would be that actually makes a difference versus why not let some of these younger players go ahead and roll through the punches and head into the offseason and into next year because again it's going to have to be somebody who's cheap and it's going to have to be able to be somebody that we're going to mostly be giving up draft picks for so keep that in mind and by the way you can follow Celtic stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live you can follow me at CSL underscore Justin John is at CSL underscore Duke the entire CLNS media network at CLNS media facebook.com slash CLNS fans download the CLNS media app for iOS and Android simply search CLNS media in your app marketplace youtube.com slash CLNS media for high definition full length locker room interviews the garden report celtic stuff live john do you already have somebody picked out that you think is going to be available because steven adams is out yeah so no who, I, who yeah. is a who is even a potential candidate for filling that spot without giving up a hayward or without giving up a jalen brown or giving up a tatum because i i just don't think it makes sense otherwise well, I think I think the make sense part is 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 difficult, right? Because the first thing you're looking at is, you know, the, to make a trade, you know, some guys are priced out. Now, you can look at some of these guys like Stephen Adams, Tristan Thompson, guys who are making a lot of money right now who are nearing expiring. Well, I guess Tristan's on is on a one year, uh, but guys who are maybe near the end who are big money right now, if they can get bought out. Maybe they look to go elsewhere. Now, Tristan Thompson is a is a Rich Paul guy. My guess he's going to L.A. if he gets bought out. So, you know, maybe we don't even want to think about that. But but I think you you can take everything who's I don't see them moving Hayward. I don't see them moving Brown. I don't see them moving smart. So really, you got to look at guys who you can cobble together a series of salaries, you know, Cantor, um, you know, maybe Tice. Maybe Romeo Langford. Um, you know, take some of those pieces, and you can get up 
to something where you could match somewhere in the neighborhood of 15, 16, 17 million dollars. Now, in that range, there's a little bit more available. Um, you know, Cody Zeller uh, in in uh, Charlotte, not exactly going to get you excited, but he's, he's a 33% shooter from three. He provides some of that same stretch um, behaviors that you you know we used to have with Al. Obviously, not the player, not the defender that Al Horford is. Um, you know, and I think you also look maybe on the wing, Bogdan Bogdanovich in in uh, Sacramento. He's got an eight million dollar contract, so he's easy to match. Uh, clearly he's going to be looking for a bigger contract, but he's not exactly in the fold there. You know, Harry Giles, we're, I was just talking about this with somebody on Twitter. You know, if there's a way to get both of those guys free, Giles is a guy who's a buddy of uh, Jason Tatum, a uh, Duke guy, a guy with incredibly high ceiling. Arguably could have been the number one pick in that draft, but injuries have slowed him and slowed him and slowed him. If he could tap into that and stay healthy, uh, that would be amazing. There's also a question as to why he's not playing in Sacramento. That seems to be a very kind of a, a secretive type situation there. So, but there's, and there's others you could get into. If you start using the Memphis pick and you could use a low salary, maybe you could get one of those rookie contracts guy like you're talking about. I don't see any way in the world that Wendell Carter is available in Chicago, but if you could throw the Memphis uh, dude, pick Oh, dude, don't in, we love him though? That don't would we be. Love him? That would be it to me. You Al know? Now he's like, budding, right? There you go, right? If you can't have Al, let's get the next best thing, um, you know, or at least the the next thing. Maybe not the next best thing, but the next thing. Uh, that would be that would be pretty great. Uh, so you're right. There's no obvious fit, but it seems to me you look at this roster, you look at those five guys, and you look at the gap after them. It's incumbent on Danny, I think to try to add something in that middle, that six, seven, eight spot that they can rely on. So that way Brad doesn't have to feel like he has to go back to them. You know, he's doing great with, with, I think the the lineups and, and making the rotations work, but it feels like, there's just so much riding on, okay, well, Jason's in. He's got to score all the points. Okay, Jalen's in. He's got to score all the points. And part of that's because, you know, Hayward was out for so long, and maybe that will balance out a bit. But it does feel like they could use some more shooting. They could use some more reliable uh, veteran options off that bench because, you know, it, it's a lot to ask a guy like Carson Edwards who is playing like 10 minutes a night to come out and hit shots. And that's a really hard skill to have. It took Eddie House a lot of years to figure out how to do that. So I think that there's, I think there are players out there and I think a deal will get done. I don't think it's as, as negative a situation maybe as it's portrayed because of the difficulty in, in making some of those deals because of finances. But at the same point in time, like there's a need there. And I think it's a very clear need. And until, you know, I think over the next six weeks or so, I guess until the trade deadline, I think Danny's going to be very active. And I think he will get some stuff done. Well, I guess, I guess it just depends on how much they think they can really do it this year. Right. Because, and I guess the, the, the salaries that you were talking about, you know, like throwing in an Ennis Canner, et cetera, and, and being able to package that maybe is not a big deal. You definitely can't give up any of the core here. I, and because I, I, and I'm not convinced 
that they need to do this to stay competitive, to be honest with you. I really believe that this team could still figure this out by the end of the year. You know, Hayward was just coming back. They were cruising along. I still don't know that the Indiana and Philly games were the biggest representations of where they're at this year. So let's just sit tight a little bit. But speaking of sit tight, football and basketball seasons are in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild prop bets who will make the college football playoff who will be the nfl mvp get the fastest to market odds updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners betonline.ag head over to betonline today on your mobile device to join and use promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts all right john so um I don't know where we really want to go with this, but why don't we talk a little bit about just the in, uh, injury issues? Um, Marcus Smart with the freakish eye thing, and this is kind of my whole point from before the break, is just that I'm not convinced that this team isn't going to stay competitive because of that. I just think it's really bizarre, the injury situation, and I think as long as they're managing health and they're going into the postseason healthy, I think they're going to be in really good shape. I really think they can make some noise. I think they can come out of the Eastern Conference without a big. We'll wait and see how that all com- all comes to fruition, but you know now Poirier is, is injured, and you've got um, Rob Williams, who has has got an injury like this team just can't seem to stay healthy even mentioned the Tatum thing at the beginning there's a lot of men down for this team not necessarily the core but for that thin front court it's definitely going to cause some problems yeah it's it's big time you know this is the probably the weakest position not in terms of numbers but in terms of you know just overall talent and to take a hit there of, of two guys, certainly with, with Rob out, that you know, there was a sense that Vincent, um, uh, the big, you know, uh, Vinny Sex Pants, as as uh, <laughs> as Jam Packard likes to call him, Vinny um, Sex Pants. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, that's that's a that's a Jam Packard original right there. Um, He's, you know, I think he stood a chance to maybe get some minutes here. Now we're going to get Taco Fall is going to be probably going to be uh, playing. Uh, I think we're going to see him. This could be really think... interesting. This could be surprisingly interesting. Yeah, it could. It could. And here's the other thing about this. And this is what we haven't. No one's really talking about this, right? Everyone feels pretty good about Taco and everyone feels really good about, uh, you know, what they've got from Tremont Waters, right? I mean, everyone feels like those guys could come up and contribute, I think. At least I feel that way. So, Tremont could definitely come up and contribute, and Carson went down during this break, and the two of them right. lit it up, you know, like you talked about the last two shows, buddy to buddy, shoulder to shoulder, summer league compadres going out there and killing it, but but those guys are shooters in 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 college shooters, you know that you know they're D league guys. Taco's done some work at the D league, but I'm not sure everybody is convinced that Taco's ready for the big deal here. No, and I I don't know. I, I think he's gonna have he has something to prove. Certainly, you know. I, I guess what my my point of that is, well, 
you know, to, for those guys to actually play, not only just to, to play beyond those 25 games that they allowed to be up, or 25 days, I guess, they're allowed to be up, not only that, but to put them on the roster beyond this season, they got to create a roster spot for them. Right now, there's no roster spot for either one of those guys. So if they can make a consolidating move where multiple players are going out and and one player is is you know those guys are able to to fill those vacancies, uh, that's all the more you know reason to perhaps make a deal. You know, it's not as if what you're going out and what you're getting is the only benefit you're actually getting more than that in return and trade so if you send out three guys um, yes you lose those three but you're also gaining the potential of signing one of those players into one of those roster spots so there's that and now i'm saying that as somebody who's just complained about the fact how young the roster is but the reality is you look at those two guys they've performed as well as any of the Celtics rookies have i mean i think you know, I probably Grant has probably had the the best performance out of all of them, but Tremont maybe had the single best game out of any of them. Uh, that game, let's see, who was it? Was against was against Sacramento um, back earlier this month. So I'd love to see a chance where they can get a chance to fill in those fill in those spots. But Taco, clearly Taco, is going to have a chance here in the next two three weeks with Rob. It's out just going to come down to foul trouble. He's going to be able to make a difference. It's especially because if they play him, and really this is how they should look at it, they should play him with Kemba, Jalen, Tatum, right? Like that's the they should put him out there with the starters, in my opinion, because I think they'll know how to take advantage of his height. The issue is, can he stay out of foul trouble? Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know that I'd put. I mean, I think he's still the third big. I don't. I don't think that they would. They'd use him uh, early in the games. I think he's a, you know, kind of break glass in case of emergency player at this point. I don't. I don't think they probably want to use him. I mean, I guess they don't want to break it up with Tice, but I still. Yeah. I think they should. I think they should. I think that. Well, that, I. I think that that height is more of a game changer than anybody has recognized, and I think it's being shown a little bit in the D League that. Here's a guy who's a little bit green, et cetera, but why not give him a shot? Because you want Tice out there, especially with Marcus being injured, you want Tice out there at the end of the game, not at the beginning of the game, in this situation with the injuries that they have. I'm not saying that that's the case for the rest of the season or anything, but in this scenario, why not get your taco minutes at the very beginning of the game and then, you know, because Tice has been in foul trouble a couple of times this year. It's not like, it's you know, very recently, that was one of the biggest reasons why they struggled so much against Indiana, right, was the foul trouble. So, why not utilize Taco, see what he's avail- what he's capable of doing at the beginning of the game, and save Tice for closing at least until Marcus is back. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I mean, I, they're going to play. Also, I mean, look at the schedule here. They play, you know, not we're not doing the predictions right now, but they got Detroit, which is obviously a big and Drummond, uh, but they got Charlotte, who's not great. They play Cleveland uh, in between the two Toronto games, you know, and then on, on New Year's Eve, they play Charlotte again. So over the course of the next two weeks-ish, 
they've got you know half of those, at least half of those guys. Other than the games against Toronto, really. Think about uh, the how Dallas much game, the time they've got an opportunity is... there to play some, play him and try stuff to experiment. We know that's Bradley. what I'm saying. Think about how much talent is out on the floor with him. How much would he learn from that experience? And it's just not like they're killing it right now. Do you know what I mean? It's they're they're in trouble. They're you know in terms of like that oh, big man rotation. No, no 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 they're trouble. in trouble in terms of the depth. In terms yeah, of yeah, the yeah. depth. Yeah. In terms you know you got Grant and Grant Williams would be another experiment that would be worth yes. it in the starting lineup and saving Tice for the closing lineup or or even if they don't doing some early subs. But just think about how much better they'll make Taco being out there on the floor with him and giving him the best players that this team has to offer for him to learn with. You know, Tice can play with that bench unit and, and it's not going to hurt him. As a matter of fact, maybe maybe he would get a little bit more time with the ball in his hands to shoot some threes and see how that goes because he's having some luck. He's having some luck and, and he's finally, they're, they're looking for him a little bit, which is nice. I mean, look, Cantor, we can't forget Cantor. Cantor is going to play. Cantor is going to be a part of this. Cantor had a really nice game. Probably his best game of, of the year was against Philly. He really played exceptionally well. Um, there certainly were Cantor moments where, you know, his defensive effort was not what it needed to be, but he also had it going when Celtics, you know, some core players like Tatum and Brown, uh, Brown in particular, didn't and kept them in the game. So I, I don't want to, you know, kind of pour dirt on, on Ennis Kander's grave here because he, he actually did play well in the last game they had. So he, he's he's certainly deserving of more time so long as he's willing to give the effort uh, on the defensive end. That, yeah, it's going to go Tice. It's, it's going to go focused. Tice Canner. It's going to go Tice Canner Williams, and Taco's not going to get these minutes. Even though I'm saying it like that, <laughs> it's very clear that that's not going to happen. I'm just saying, why not try it? But you're right. You know, can and Canner might even get a spot start depending on the matchup and if he continues the good play and the effort on the defense, uh, defensive well, end of the floor. You know, you look at look at the injuries, right? So with Smart out. Right. Who's going to fill that void now? You know, if you if you take <laughs> you, you start taking players out of the mix here. Right. No, Rob. Uh, no, no Poirier. Uh, you, you might you might see some reconfiguration of lineups, more use of Grant, not necessarily at the center position, but maybe a power forward. So if that happens, putting him next to Cantor or putting him next to um, next to Tice, Maybe that then opens up more minutes in a in a third center role for uh for for Taco. I mean, I, I don't think that you move everything around to fit fit around Taco, but you have an opportunity here. Like I said, with you know four, five, six games here between now and the end of the year, where you can see, maybe see what you got there. You know, he's got a couple months in into this system and figuring out what they want, what they're expecting of him. Uh, and, and he's playing well in Portland, so why not give it a shot? I, I'm, I'm kind of enthused by it. And, and I think this is, this should be actually a really interesting period of time. And I think it's also a great opportunity not to, to undo the taco factor, but I think the Grant Williams, this could be a great opportunity for Grant Williams. Because if Grant Williams can take these two weeks to jump into this, um, I'm not, I don't think it's tacos to take necessarily. But if Grant Williams could seize minutes in this in these next two weeks with with Rob out and Poirier out, that could be very important. Shoot the three. From, from what type Shoot of trade? Shoot the three. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, shoot the man. three and and you know just get that all turned around that would be awesome it yeah. really would be so all right we we want to talk a little bit about the holiday season coming up too correct like give everybody a little heads up that maybe we're we're looking at taking the next two weeks off folks that's what we're what we're looking at so if we take that there's there's going to be there's already been a little bit of lull in basketball, just obviously the last five days. I mean, even as we come together to talk about filling in Atlanta, it already seems like way yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we could get inspired, but we're just letting everybody know that unless we're inspired for a random show, we're probably going to take the holidays off, spend time with the family. We hope everybody else spends time with their family and enjoys that enjoys that time as well. But they do play the Toronto Raptors on Christmas Day. So we're going to do our predictions and the outtakes for the next two weeks, presuming we don't come back until the week of January 6th. So if we do... Or is that right? Yeah, the week yeah. of January, two weeks off. So presuming yeah. we don't come back into play here... You know, and, and we do kind of get a little diehardy that way. But um, but presuming we don't come back, you know, we'll take a look at our predictions for the two weeks over the holidays. So, um, John, I don't know if you want to add anything, but mostly I just want to wish all these loyal listeners that have been listening to us for many of you for over 14 years um, just to say, you know, thank you and enjoy the holiday season. Yeah, no, absolutely. We we really do appreciate all you sticking with us for as long. It was uh, it's been quite a run here, and you know as we're kind of riding the turn here into 2020, this is like uh, a decade and a half here of this show. Like, what the heck, man? It's, Are we it's really that old? Stuff. This show, my this show is older than most of my kids. Yes. Yes, exactly. My, this show is older than all of my kids. So I didn't have any kids when this happened, and my kid's going into high school next year. So it's, uh, yeah, it's weird, man. Things happen fast. It's like Ferris Bueller, you know? <laughs> so, no, we really Hey, that guy's old now, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Speaking of, I, I got a chance to go on uh, our, our, our good friend Aaron's show, uh, her podcast, Wine and Basketball. Uh, I hope you get a chance to to, to sit in there. No, the problem was is that the night before I had I had a little. No man, listen. For everyone's benefit, it made sense for me to to hold off because it was just too much. I did too much uh, preparation, let's say, the night before. So anyway, uh, but that was a good time. Kind of went back in the oh, cool. the memory banks, talking about when when she's she been around started. for a long time with us for sure. Twenty twenty ten, that that was the twenty ten season. She got into it with you know that whole run with the uh, you know obviously the KG so team. But crazy, that's well, almost a decade, and we were going for nine. four six years. Yeah, it's been almost a decade, so nine years, and we've been going. We were going since what? Oh five. Oh five, yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> that insane. Yes. We've been doing this for five years. We'd already gotten the credentials. We'd already covered the team. Oh, We'd yeah. already done all of those things. We'd already seen a championship. The confetti came movie. down. The movie came out. Yeah. All of that stuff had already happened. And it's JB been ten, had left. And right. And it's been ne- right. JB had left. It's been nearly ten years since since she joined on board. After all that crazy right. awesome stuff right. happened. Exactly. It's insane. It really is, is. Is this what you do at the end of the year? You know, That's when right. you get into your 
forties and you become old men. Is this what? Is this how this goes? You just take stock. <laughs> Twenty years, my, I'll be retired. I've got my high school yearbooks oh, okay. behind me. If you want me to start, you know, looking back at the old days and yeah. tearing up. <laughs> yeah, we could totally do that because everybody wrote "Stay cool, John." That's right, stay cool. See you next year. <laughs> How awesome is that? All right. How how do you want to wrap this up before we go into you got anything else we got to throw out there before we go into our predictions and the outtakes? I think I think we pull it back. We we say our 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 goodbyes to everyone on this side, but everyone should listen to the outtakes. Like I know like maybe like people don't totally understand. I think people do. We know people that do listen to it. But at this point, and that's to those like people, a, you're welcome. Right, you're welcome, everyone, for sticking around. <laughs> but like, that's like a key part. Like, if you're if you're like it's stopping after like the you know our, the spiel, then then you're kind of missing out. It's really not that far. It's worth sticking around. And so anyway, I just I want to make sure people understood that for those who are maybe not up on our uh, how we do things around here. Yeah, very important. For the last Fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, this broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media Mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And for staff, writer... Ho, 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 Santa Elias. <laughs> Executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso. And for my co-host, John Duke, I'm Justin Poole. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. Ho, ho, ho. All right, and this is for the You're Welcome Bunch. Here we go. We're going to do our predictions for the next two weeks. We've never planned for taking this much time off before, right? But here we are. We're going to plan for it. We're going to lay out our predictions for over the holiday season. We'll see everybody in 2020, and we're going to do this a little bit differently than before. John, you and I this time, we're going to go kind of like a tally because I think it's nine games that we have to predict a record for. Nine times. Nine times. Yes. (laughs) Nice pull. So we're we're (laughs) – Anyway. (laughs) So so we'll go through these, and we're going to keep a running tally. Like I'm going to say – Okay, you know, I'm one and oh, I'm two and oh, I'm two and one, and we'll tally it up as we go through nine, because there's really just no way to do this except one by one as we go along. All right. So, first up is Dallas. Uh, This is today's game, the 18th, 930. Uh, No Luca. No Luca tonight. Yep. One and oh. One and oh. I think they got, yeah, they got too much bad blood. They've had too much time off, and even though they're hurt, you know, they want this one, and Dallas is vulnerable, even though Brunson's given them some good minutes. Carlisle is always, is a wizard. He is always difficult for the Celtics, and while I'm thinking they're very upset about how the game's ended, no smart 0-1. Oh All right, next up. All right, I'm 1-0, oh, you're 0-1. Oh Here we Detroit. go. Detroit, Detroit, Drummond. 2-0. Oh. One and one. 
That's a home game. I like I like their chances. It's a there. toughie because, like you said, with Drummond and just the yeah, just the whole issue with the injuries and everything and their struggles. But I, I just think with five days off and a lot to be thinking about, they should have been thinking about their play the last two games. I, I think they come back a little bit more into that into that hot you, seat. You want and, them to think about all that they've done. Yes, I, w- I want them to. I, I just want I want them to be thinking about how that play went down. Two and zero. You got one and one. I got two and zero. I'd also add that Blake is out with a knee injury. Uh, he was out for Monday. Uh, Drummond was out with an eye injury. <laughs> yeah, and I'd like to submit they're Detroit, and they're Detroit. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So one and one, two and zero for you. We move on to Charlotte on Sunday, the twenty second. Terry Rozier's return to Boston. I mean, Is that a 3.30 game? Like 6 o'clock. 6:30 game? Six o'clock. Okay, so it's later on. I'll go 3-0. If that were 3 o'clock, I'd say that's a letdown game before the holidays after two wins. But I think they're going to rattle off three in a row. Yeah, uh, if it were earlier in the day, I'd be more worried about Terry, but uh, I'm not because later on he'll be all f- he'll be fine. But either way, I think Celtics. This is when they're going to start to find themselves. I'm I'm I almost feel confident Smart will be back, so I'll go two and one there. Let's go to Christmas Day, the big the big uh, the big game here. Yep, three uh, and one, three and start. one, and and thus Whoa. begins thus begins the heading into the new year slide for the Boston Celtics that traditionally they do every year they're coming off two losses they go 3 and 0 and they get a big loss on christmas day fred van fleet's back from his injury and toronto takes it celtics are 3 and 1 through christmas day we're going to we're going to line up at 3 and 1 because i think they're going to go up to toronto and 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 take them down they are the the returning the i guess the um the reigning champs but Look, I think the Celtics. This is this is the time when I think they're going to start to find their find their level. I, I really like their chances going into Toronto on Christmas Day. But, you know, they they have the last time they're on a, a, a national televised game in Philly, not so good. So I like them in that spot. How about Cleveland the next day? Three and one for both of us so far. Cleveland a four, four o'clock one. game. Yeah, four it's a one. it's a it's a weird one, but it's Cleveland again. Uh, four and one. Yeah, yep. they're really bad. All right, the back-to-back, home back-to-back, which is very rare. Toronto at 7 o'clock on, on the next day, Saturday. What do you say? Yep. I think they win that one. I think okay. that's the one. Yep. So, so you're splitting Toronto's one I'm splitting one. Toronto, but they're going to start sliding here. Yep. Okay, so that puts you at, what, 5-1 and one right at that point? Yeah, I'm 5-1. and one. All right, so I guess I'm 5-1 and one as well, right? You yeah, are if you're going to say am. that they win Toronto. I, so I you're, am. You're saying they're taking both Toronto games. I'm saying they're taking both Toronto games. I like where they are against Toronto now. It's a different matchup than it used to be when DeRozan and company would kill them. Now I feel like the Celtics have the have the uh, the ability to, to match up with them pretty well. Okay. Uh, how about Charlotte? Uh, Christmas Eve, uh, New yep. Year's Eve, Loss. I should say. Loss. On the road, a 3 o'clock game. Midweek, although it's New Year's Eve. Does that take me to five and two with two games that, to go? That takes you to five and two. Yes. Yeah, that's where I'm at. A loss on that one, five and two. All right, I'm going to put that on the win column because I like their chances going into Charlotte. I think Kemba had a rough game the last time he was there. 
the brownies will be dropped off, and uh, I think he's going to be in a good good spirits, and he'll I think he'll be in a better place. So I'm going six and one. Atlanta on the new year, the first game of 2020 for the Boston Celtics. Atlanta home games on the third. Loss. Ooh, really? Yeah. Atlanta's spunky. They almost beat the Lakers the other night. Like they're a spunky team, and I am telling you this. New Year thing gets the Celtics every year. So now I'm at five and three. I told you the beginning of the slide. One more game to go. Five and three. Man, man, you are. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, I, I started out with a ton of wins. Remember, there was a yes. moment here where I was three and oh, and then five yes. and one. But I'm telling you, five and three now. So, so, so I have not had a loss that they're going to lose. I'm saying they're losing tonight and they're not going to lose again until the new year. Right. So, I'm at what one, uh, one, four, five. If I'm six. five and three, you're seven and one now. I'm seven and one because I'm saying they're going to beat the Atlanta Hawks here. Uh, at it was home. pretty clear you were picking a win against the Hawks. So I yeah. hate the Hawks. The Hawks. Five and the three Hawks, and seven. I mean, and look, Trey Young can fill it up. John Collins is back. They're going to be better than they've been, but they still are no good. So how about when you get on the road, the back end of a back-to-back, heading to Chicago at eight o'clock? What do you say? Last year, this was the home of a very bad loss for the Celtics in Chicago around this time of year. What do you think? You're at five I and think, three right now. I think now. I'm going to go another loss. Jesus, five yeah. and four. I, I know. It's a toughie. I want to say a win. I want to go six and three. But I'm just telling you, every year they have these, like, serious letdown losses against you know what I mean? Lesser teams at that turn of the year. It's just weird. And it happens every year. So, yeah, I'm going to go five and four. Oh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I know, man. You are negative. With, with this with this type of – these types of teams that are playing, I, I just feel like this is these are, this is when they should be fattening up on their schedule, truthfully. Which is what and, we said last year and the year before. And yeah. every year this happens. So I'm not – I'm not – I'm not – predicting the way I used to predict the Chicago game should be a win. I'm probably going to regret not going six and three and saying five and four because six and three still isn't a great record for this stretch, yeah. especially the teams they are playing. Yeah. But I, I think I'm, I think I'm still going to go with the five and four. I, I feel like the injury bug may not fully be, you know, over and, you know, just everybody's trying to spend time with the family and there's it's distracting and the time of the games are funny like that three o'clock. And, you know, it's just a big it's a big juggling this time of year. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm going with it. Well, I so I'm at I'm at seven and one right now. And I have the visions of that game last year in my head. Uh, of you know Zach Levine going off and seemingly not have an answer for Laurie Markkinen, but the Bulls are bad, man. Jim Boylan sucks. So I'm going eight and one. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that they're gonna fatten up on this schedule. Uh, I know the past has not been kind to them around the turn of the of of the year, I guess, over the last handful of years, but. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put my faith in them that this is a different team and a different uh, mindset. And having had this break here before this run, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll put them in a good spot. So eight and one for me, five and four. Holy moly, five and four for you. Five and four, bro. Jesus, jeez, Justin. I know. Wow. Man. Okay. All right. Well, look. Hey, we'll see. 
We're going to come back to the other end of it. We'll see what happens. That's uh, I could be working a reverse jinx. Could be. Isn't it funny how this went, though? It started out like it sounded like you were going to be the negative Nancy, and I was all like gravy trade. But I told you, there's something about the turn of the new year. It's a mess. It's a mess for them every year. And so that's that's where I'm at with it. Wow. Wow. Okay. So we'll Well, see. Look. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I I mean, I yeah. Jeez. Okay. I I don't know why anyone would still be listening with all this activity we're we're out there with. That's my Christmas present to everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, we didn't talk about the stupid movie. We were talking about the movie with Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler and how excited I am that Kevin Garnett's going to become a movie star, dude. Opens on Christmas Day and centered around the Celtics playoff series with the Sixers back in 2012. Which yeah. was a pretty interesting series, come to think of it. So uh, that was that was that was a fun one. All right. So maybe I, I'll yeah, watch I'm, that. I'm maybe I'll something. watch that, and then that'll be our. Maybe we could do a movie review episode if we decide <laughs> to do a little pop up along the way. Is there that only go. in theaters, or can I get that on Netflix? Like, what's the deal with that? I think it's only in theaters on the twenty fifth. <sighs> I know. I know. I think I'm gonna Doesn't go see help it. us. Wow. I think I think I'm gonna grab my son and my dad and we're gonna go. Okay, all that's right, that's good. That's good. I like it. I like it. I yep. like it. All right. Well, let me know. Let, let, I, right. I want to hear. I want to hear how it goes. Obviously, the big, uh, the big movies that that I'm kind of keeping an eye on comes out this weekend. This week, Star Wars this weekend. Gotta go. So we'll see how that did you goes. Get Apple TV just so you can watch The Mandalorian, or what did you do there? Oh, I've been watching. Yeah, we is it good? It. I, I I like it a lot. Yeah. I, 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 I could tell I could get, I, no, I would be too. I definitely want to. I, I definitely want to see it. The problem is I'm not a. I don't own anything Apple, so. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be Apple. It's Disney Plus. You don't need. You don't need Apple. Yeah, I know, but they're kind of. You got the app. Bought in with Apple TV no. and all that. No, 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 no. You can get on Roku. You can get on it? anything. How much is it? Six ninety nine a month, I think. And if you have Verizon, it's free. To do it. Oh, I have Verizon. If you have Verizon Wireless, they'll give you a free year. No way. This is a this is an incredible ad for Verizon Wireless and Disney Plus. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, yes. great. I'm gonna do it so I so, can go watch the Mandalorian. I'm in. You go log in and they'll and you sign up and then you can you know I'm so the, u- I'm so series. used to the online stuff not being fair to me. I know. I, <laughs> now the NBA, like I love yes. league passes here. It's working out awesome for me, and uh, I can get NBA TV games, so I don't have to worry about that shortcoming. And all of a sudden, I get you know I can watch The Mandalorian for free, and I didn't even know. So life life is good. Lot lots to count our blessings this year. Indeed, you got it, man. All right, my man. And if you are still listening. Uh, Might be a surprise. You're welcome. (laughs) Happy New Year!